Hello and welcome. Yeah, yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Right. Some of y'all need to hear it. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. How's that? I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep with what I drink. Things without working. Good evening, everybody. Is all right. I I got all the technical stuff done except for how to get online or make it work. Uh, hi everybody. We are on the air and we've been on the air for a minute and twenty five seconds and this is taking center stage and wow this is rough because uh, yeah it's our first show and there's a lot of technology that we're trying to to deal with. Uh, my name is Michael Cagle, and I will be with you for the next 90 minutes, and we are going to be talking uh, one-on-one with two different guests today, and like I said, this is our premiere show, so uh, I apologize for it not uh, being up and ready, but I thought we had everything figured out, uh, but once you hit the go button, something always weird happens. Uh, I do want to make sure that I've got uh, my guest. My guests today are uh, Lamont Patterson, who is the CEO and founder of World uh, World Movement Enterprises, and uh, the second half will be Las Vegas singer uh, Brenda Hebert, my my chanteuse of Las Vegas. Uh, we are, <laughs> I'm just having a good time. And like I said, this is our first one. And, uh, you can tell because it's a little rough right now. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm wondering if everybody can hear me. Uh, there's really no way to find out. I guess I, what I'm going to do is, uh, have my mentor who is also my first guest, uh, let me know how I'm doing. I'm going to try to bring him in and see if uh, I've got this working and that we're up to snuff. Hello? Hello? I'm looking for Lamont. Hello? I can hear you. You can't hear me? I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Oh. You know, I was I was so ready for this. <laughs> oh, man, then, well, look, you, you, you're doing well, man. Don't trip, man. You're doing a whole lot more than a whole lot of other people would love to do. So you're doing well. Well. Thank you so much. I everything was all set up and I and I talked to my my next guest and made sure everything was working and then all of a sudden I went to hit start and my screen went blank. And the only yeah. thing that was happening is music was playing and I'm like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> so, 
book. Yeah, but here we are, and it's our premiere episode, our debut episode, and I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, this is Taking Center Stage. Uh, with me, uh, Michael Cagle, and obviously I'm here thanks to uh, the incredible uh, sponsorship and support of World Movement Enterprises, and I thought it was only fair to have uh, my first guest, to have my first guest be uh, the CEO of World Movement Enterprises, and that is the one and only Lamont Patterson. Say hello, Yay! sir. Yay! I had to do my own I had to do my own fanfare there, you know. Yay! I will well I'll have to find like an audio clip of like screaming and cheering and oh, all that kind of stuff. But uh yeah. <laughs> First of all, I want to tell you it's such a great uh honor to have you as my first guest and like I said I thought it was only I thought it was only uh fair and the right thing to do because you are just right now such a pivotal and important person in my life and and such a great mentor and I'm learning so much from you I mean just when you think you know a lot about the business you know, you run into someone who's been in the business and done a lot, and then you're like, whoa, I have so much to learn. So I'm just really thrilled to have you uh, as a guest, but more importantly, as a really good friend and, like I said, a really good mentor. Uh, and I welcome you to to uh, my show. Man, I'm honored, to, I'm honored to be a part of it, man. And we got our other buddy on the line listening to the show as well. We got Stan from Vegas online listening to the show too. Hey, he's, that's great. Uh, is 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 he these three five eight? Yes, number? sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to say hi to him. I'm going to bring him on. I hope he's ready. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen him in. It's been like twelve years. Wow, yeah. time. Time flies when you're not having fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes when you're having that. fun, it flies. Yes, it is. Sir, Stan, how are you, sir? I'm good, Michael. How you doing, man? Congratulations. Good. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, uh, good to hear. Be- being patient. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. how's, how's... Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. How's it going? How's it? How's things going in Vegas? Oh, everything is going good, man. You know, we got uh, things happening with you and Brandy right now, and that's what we focus in on. So uh, everything's yeah. going good. Good. So you, I, mm-hmm. I take it you're staying. Was that? Are you staying busy? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're staying busy. You know, Vegas has changed a little bit since you left, but things are still going on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's great to have. It's great to reconnect with you, and you know, uh, reconnecting with everybody that was involved in World Movement, and of course the the Rising Star showcases and. And those weekly shows were awesome. They were just uh, wonderful. 
So we had a lot of great we had a lot of great uh talent come through there. Um, you know, I was really impressed, you know. When I left California to move to Vegas, that was actually my intention was to come there and, and delve into the to um the Vegas talent. A lot of people think that uh when people go to Vegas they see a lot of the uh tribute artists there. But it's a lot of artists there as well that's doing, you know, original music. They not all tribute artists doing the oldie but goodie stuff. Yeah. You know, and it, it is wild because um, going into Vegas, I moved there in 2001, and I really had no uh, – you talk about somebody that was green. I, I had done a whole bunch of touring by that time, but I'd never really been to like a – a city like Vegas and my my expectations were uh pretty well dashed when I figured out how tough it was there and and uh it's uh, there's a lot of talent a lot and a lot of undiscovered talent that uh never has you know I I feel really blessed in that regard because there's just so many people there in that city with so much talent that never get to touch a stage or or tour or anything and uh i think rising i think the rising what were the rising stars really gave rising, everybody an opportunity yeah, yeah you know one did. thing i do want one thing i do want to say too mike you know there's a lot of artists there you know seem like for some reason they're they're their their mentality stuck. They I understand that you have to work and perform, you know, at different casinos, you know, to put food on the table. I got that. But by the same token, I see a lot of them just don't really think out of the box. You know, they could have you know music played on the radio. They could be doing some other things simultaneously. But for some reason, they get hung up on the uh, the weekly grind, you know, to get that paycheck. And to me, it kind of stifles their, their artistry. Because they could be doing so much more, you know what I mean? To me, as a you yeah. know, as a as a producer, and I saw that a lot, and that's partly why I had to move back, you know, move out of Vegas and move back in the trenches where people was doing, you know, what I do, you know, for that exact right. reason. Well, it just you know, and it's kind of an interesting thing because there's there is a lot of talent in Vegas, but I think a, a lot Vegas has become a place where established artists are going to um are going to not retire but set up residency and but Vegas isn't really producing like new artists or you know uh everybody seems to be either established and you know with a 20 year history or they're like you said they're doing tributes or you know, entire covers and stuff. And so even though the talent is good, there's not a lot of new artists that are breaking out of, out of Vegas. Not at all. There was, there was one that came out of there, uh, uh, Neo, and he don't even claim Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I, and I, I, and I will definitely say, um, I, I don't regret a minute of, of moving to Vegas. It was incredible. I had great friends there, and I I was very, very, like I said, I was very fortunate to be at the right place at the right time that enabled me to, to you know, do a bunch of showrooms and that kind of thing. But um, when you go to the 
to the level of wanting to be an artist doing your own music and Vegas isn't really, I don't think Vegas is interested in making stars. They're, they're, not. they're, they're not. no, you have to go, you have to go to LA or, you know, so. That's what I call, sense. that's what I call, that's what I call the trenches, uh, LA, uh, New York, uh, Atlanta. Okay. Uh, or, or anywhere uh, across the pond, anywhere outside of the United States. If you're successful anywhere outside the United States, you automatically are hit here. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still with us, Stan? Oh, yeah, I'm here, bro. <laughs> okay. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just listening well, to you guys. Uh, you that's know. awesome. Um, well, my big question, I guess for for you, Lamont, as as my mm-hmm. first guest, I wanted okay. to give you an opportunity for people to get to know. I mean, it's easy to say that you're the CEO of a label or or a multimedia, you know, enterprise. But how did you get how did you get there? You didn't just wake up overnight and say, "I'm going to do this." Tell tell us a little about the Lamont Patterson story. Oh man, one day I just woke up in front of a liquor store, man, and it was just on from there. <laughs> no, um, it, well, it's interesting. Like, I guess a lot of people that uh, came up in my era, uh, I'm, I'm dating myself now, you know, we all came up in, in church, you know, pretty much, um, you know, singing in choirs and doing that stuff, and on to the high schools, you know, playing in band and singing in choir and going through the whole music thing all the way through school. But I've always had some type of music around me, um, one way or another. You know, my my auntie, she was the matriarch in church. She played piano and keyboard, so I have to be there every week. And uh, one of my family members, my cousin, he was a producer, promoter, singer. And uh, when I was going through school, uh, he had a, a popular group at the time, the group was called the Young Hearts, and Stan can attest to this because Stan and I, when we were in high school, we used to walk like four or five miles just to go to these guys' um, rehearsal, you know, just to watch them, you know, with the with the clothes and the dancing and the pretty cars. And, you know, it was always about the gals, you know, because they always had that and they always had, the, you know, the fame. And all that was attractive, mm-hmm. you know, to young guys, of course. So my cousin, who was the manager of the group, you know, he said, well, man, when you finish school, you know, I'm going to help you with your music. So how it went, his, his fame, uh, he got more successful. And when I finished school, he just didn't have time for a little cousin. So during college, my little college days, I met this girl named Dorothy Fuqua. And her uh, uncle, he was representing this group called uh, the New Birth uh, Dramatics um, Side Effect and a bunch of other um, pretty well-known R&B groups at the time. So I met some of the guys uh, in the New Birth, and I ended up going on tour with them uh, as a you know songwriter, you know horn player, singer, so on and so forth. So I've always had that thing where I just love music. I was always smitten by the music thing. So from the artist thing, from uh, being a, a singer, musician, uh, the next thing was to go into uh, production. So I dealt with production for quite a few years. Uh, from that point, I went into artist management. 
and uh, had a lot of success um, in the management field. And uh, I got kind of burnt out on that one because management is a whole other thing. And there's a lot of managers out there. I'm sure they understand what I meant. You know, it's it's more than a notion to manage other artists and stuff. It's hard enough to manage yourself. But, uh, you, you know, um, you know, I had the pleasure of, you know, managing this guy, Bill Summers, uh, which I got to work with, you know, Quincy Jones, um, Sting. Okay. You know Herbie Hancock and a lot of other notorieties. You know with that um, that whole uh, era. And from then in 1990, oh, I, actually I had Big Boy too. Everybody knew Big Boy from Power 106 and Big Boy's Neighborhood. Um, I, I managed him as well and did his first record also. Um, so from that point, 1990, we started uh, World Movement Records. So we just been doing the record label stuff ever since and. In the last 10 years, we got more involved into um, the film, TV stuff. And, of course, 14 years ago, we started the podcast. We started doing podcasts when nobody, nobody, nobody respected Internet radio. Everybody was, uh, you know, terrestrial radio, that's the thing. Nobody respected podcasts. Now, today, everybody and their mama and their pet fish have a, have a, have a, have a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody. Everybody. And, and we're blessed to say right now this podcast is on every platform that's out there. So if you say you can't hear this show, I ask you, ask your mama, ask your daddy, ask your neighbor across the street, go ask the milkman or the guy to work at the donut shop. Somebody should be able to tell you how to hear this show so you don't have no excuse. So do you miss any do you miss the performing days at all or are you are you pretty satisfied? Although honestly I know that you're doing you know, it's if somebody watches TV, they'll probably spot you in several either uh, TV movies or miniseries or series. But do you do you miss the uh, the actual singing aspect of it? Actually, I don't, and I tell you why. Uh, a part of this, my little story, I forgot to mention that through that whole management production process, I, I own a recording studio as well. Um, I, I don't really feel like I miss it because I sing in the shower every day, and I always <laughs> t- and I always and I always tell myself whenever I get ready, and this is real talk. Whenever I get ready, already right, you know I can sing on something. I could I could get with you, you know I could get with right. me, or I can call some of our other little celebrity friends and say, come on man, let's 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 sing something, you know man, let's do something. So I I I don't miss it for the for the. For the thought that I know I can always do it if I chose to, if that makes sense. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm. I'm all right. When When is the last time you got on stage and 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 cut loose? It's been a minute. It's been a minute because <laughs> my my. It's, it's, it's been a minute, and that, again, is because, you know, my, my dream was to, to build a full-service entertainment company, not to only okay. do music, um, publish books, TV, film, a podcast. I want to have a full-service entertainment company, and it's always been my dream. Once I do that, I could really get into uh, my painting because I want to paint murals and stuff. Uh, I shouldn't tell Oh, wow. Them, but, 
I, I really want to okay. get into really heavy into my creativity, if that makes sense. I'm still I'm still building now. You know what I mean. So once I feel like the company is where it's supposed to be, um, then I can go play with me singing some of the songs that I want to sing or uh, painting pictures or okay. doing that. You know what I mean. And calling all my talented friends, like I said, like yourself, and say, come on, man, let's, let me get all you guys in the studio, and we're going to do this project. That would be amazing. I, I, You know I'm there. So. Yeah, yeah. So I have, so, a, I, have a, I have a plan to this end game, so it's, it's not over yet. Good. It's not over. So I was going to say, what what is it, let's say, the next three years as you look into – you know the things that you got going on. What what are you the most excited about the next three years? Uh, let me see. We have um, we have cooking with my homies. That's in pre production, which is a, a celebrity based uh, cooking show. Uh, you know, now I got to let you know, hmm? I can cook. Well, me too. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> There was that silence was deafening. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, look, well, look, you already you already in the mix, so I can't count you. But anyway, I'm trying. I'm talking to your. I'm talking to your list. I'm talking to your. I'm talking to your listeners right now. It's a, it's a celebrity based cooking show, and it's it's featuring um, it's featuring recording artists, past, present, and future. Um, we're doing we're doing all genres. And uh, basically, the artist, uh, you know, he'll he or she will perform whatever song that they're known for. Then we'll discuss, you know, you know what's been happening with their careers, what's going on in their lives now, you know, that whole little thing. Right. And then, you know, we transition into the kitchen, and uh, they'll prepare their favorite dish, and then we'll pull somebody up from the audience to come up and help their favorite artist cook whatever it is that they're cooking. That's, so that's awesome. Are so you? That's can cooking, you cook? That's cooking with my homies. I'm from Texas, man. So I would say I'm more of a barbecue type guy. And and okay. by being the oldest of five boys, if if you couldn't cook something, you didn't eat because the other brothers are not cooking nothing for you. So we all learn how to cook hot dogs. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we, we, all, we, we all learn how to boil hot dogs, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 some, and, right. and, and, some, and some beans. <laughs> Come on. No, I, I've, okay, gotten so better, if, I, I've gotten better over the years, man, honestly. Okay, so, if, yeah, because you're talking barbecue, then, you know, you got to – you know how to slow cook a brisket. And... Oh, absolutely. I'm from Texas, man. Okay. I know how to do all of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, because you're talking about hot dogs. Come on. Well, I was just talking about you know we all had to my brothers and I we all had to learn how to you know basically cook something because it was a whole bunch of chiefs in the house and no Indians. Oh yeah. Can you cook, Stan? Oh yeah, definitely. What what's your what's to me your favorite? Uh, that's a good question, man. I. <laughs> You know, when it comes to cooking, you know, anything that's going to be on the menu, I usually do pretty good. I had a good teacher, so, uh, you know, I'm not no gourmet cook or nothing like that, but whatever I do okay. make is really tasty and good. 
Yeah, I don't know why that sounds like soup. I don't know. That sounds like souffléed water and onion soup. (laughs) (laughs) About the only thing that I can't cook, I I can't cook Japanese or Chinese food, like Asian food. And for some reason, I just can't do it. But like, I I can cook really good Mexican food, and I make like crazy amazing gumbo. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, yeah, people are like shocked. Uh, they're like, "Wow, this is," but but I you know I can't. I for some reason there's I don't know if it's just the ingredients or whatever, but that that's my Achilles heel cooking wise is is uh, any kind of Asian cooking is just so hard to do. Uh, yeah. So, well, there. see, one good, when, uh, one, one, one good, come to Seattle, we're gonna have you cook us some gumbo. Oh, yeah, uh, no, you know that's gonna happen. That that I will do. Right. and you'll be like, whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hold you to that one, buddy. <laughs> oh no, my my, I, 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 my gumbo is so good, Chef Ramsay's scared of it. <laughs> okay, okay. That sounds like okay. a Chef Ramsey challenge right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got I got to be a big fan of his, and it took me a long time, but now I can make I I make incredible risotto. Uh, I know how to properly cook my scallops. Uh, I have not attempted beef Wellington yet. Uh, just because the the thought of cooking it uh, and making it the right thickness and uh, and cooking the the beef and yeah that scares me because I have a feeling I might burn the pastry or yeah it's a tough one but uh, other than that nah nah I'm I'm ready for Hell's Kitchen bring it on. All right. Well, look, we're gonna make we're gonna, we're gonna make sure you in the building. <laughs> okay. Uh, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much the uh, the next thing for uh, you know world movement. Of course, we're gonna you know continue to uh, uh, put out great music, and you know that's our motto. You know, moving the world without music and. Yeah. That's the next plateau is our TV and film production. So and then I what, think once we go ahead. How do you, how do you think uh, being being in the industry for the the length of time that you have been in and uh, the the level of uh, expertise and experience? How how do you feel music is changing? I I, I know that like. The way it's released now, the the days of CDs and the LPs and that kind of thing with streaming is has kind of removed that. But do you feel like music is moving in a different direction now that that it was even like five years ago? That's a really good question, Michael. I'm not quite sure. man. I don't know. How much time you got left on the show? Because I got you it. it it's, take it's, your time. It, that was a that was a deep question, man. Because I'm, I'm, my mind kind of went a lot of different places with that. Because um, 
when we when we when we started out with music, we was dealing like with just two tracks, right? Um, left and right, that was it. You know, then you went from two, four track, six track, eight track, twenty four, forty eight. You know, uh, the, the the different uh, uh, devices. You know, the uh, the ADAT machines, the twenty four track machines, and, and and different things. And then now, um, I was one of the first guys in California, actually, that did a surround sound hip hop record, and it was a five plus one. And nobody had surround sound in, in the automobiles at the time. You know, very few people had it in their homes because it was too expensive. So um, I, I think music has came full circle technically because now we still back down to we still dealing with digital applications and we're still dealing with, you know, 5 plus 1, 6 plus 1, and, and Dolby Atmos for people that understand that. Yep. Uh, but I still just like regular old simple uh, left and right stereo with a good mix. Now, as as far as the artistry is concerned, I, I think by me coming up in the era uh, shortly after the big band days, you know, and, and watching uh, the production and being in studios where we had live instrumentation. We didn't have a, a lot of the um, technical gadgets, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, we would have to go in there and, and, and not sing it, but sing it, you know, and uh, we couldn't like this one take and rewind it and do it like 50,000 different times. So it, it, it was different. I, I really think the artists, the old school artists were um, a lot more serious about the music than the artists today simply because they have more technical gadgets to play with to make them sound better. Because yeah. it seemed like the old school artists, either you sound good or you didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't no auto tune. Yeah. It wasn't none of that. Right. So, right. so I, I guess. Yeah, and you know, absolutely. I mean, I I'm I'm such a big fan of 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 I don't want to say the old old school, but when you when you think about someone like Stevie Wonder walking in without auto tune and having to hit those notes clean every time. Uh, it's, it's amazing to me, the, the level of artistry and the level of sheer talent they had, because like you said, they didn't really, they didn't have something that would make them adjust a key or, or, you know, uh, raise the pitch on something. Uh, they either hit it, or they had to try to hit it again, you know, but they didn't have any technology to change it. I agree. You know, uh, I, I think that, I think there's some great artists that are out there now that are like really, really good, but I think it's now, it's now coming into, it's now more about the packaging and what the person looks like and appears like and what kind of production or show they have as opposed they're produced, to they're, they're produced yeah. artists there there's yeah. a definite difference between a, a, a natural artist versus mm. a produced artist yeah 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 i'm i'm i you know i uh, 
I, I, I'm in awe of some of the I'm I'm in awe of some of the things that the people did. You know, even back in, you know, because Auto Tune is what is relatively new, didn't it? Isn't that something that started that came out at the beginning of the early 2000s, or was it around before that? Toward the middle, I'd say probably toward the middle of 2000, people start really like, you know, locking into it and stuff. Oh. So what is what is on the agenda for World Movement Records this year? I mean, we talked about uh, World Movement Enterprises in the next, you know, got, five we years. Got, we got your projects that we're finalizing for this year for your Christmas projects. Uh, looking forward for the new single for the first quarter from you. Uh, we right. have a project with uh, Brandy. Uh, that would be coming out shortly, and then she has her single coming out as well for the first quarter. Perfect. So we we pretty much lined up for the next um, few months, you know, going into the holiday season, which, you know, um, I, I know I'll be working, but a lot of people in the industry are going to be taking off, you know, God bless yeah. them that, that they could do that. I wish I could do what that, kind of, but I can't do that. What kind of artist is Lamont Patterson looking for for his label? Oh, first of all, man, I've answered this question before too. Let me see. The kind of artists that really motivate me is is ones that believe in themselves first. Uh, two. Uh, they don't expect anybody to do more for them than they're willing to do for themselves, which means, you know, I get a lot of mail from a lot of people that that want to uh, come with come with the label, but they haven't even done their due diligence. I mean, they, they haven't, uh, you know, recorded anything. They haven't even put together any type of package whatsoever, no pictures, no nothing. They haven't done anything to approach somebody. And um, been in the business a long time, you don't expect them to come with, come with you with, you know, no ten thousand dollar package, something picture perfect. You got that, but what you what you look for is is the effort. The effort is the thing. You know, if if you humble and and you come with sincere effort, any anybody that's real in this industry will help you because somebody has helped them. But don't oh, come great. ask. Don't come asking somebody to believe more in you than you believe in yourself because that's ridiculous to even expect. You know, people call me all the time, hey man, can you book me? Can you get me can you get me a show somewhere? And you know, um the first thing uh, comes to my mind, well, who would you pay to go see that you don't know? Yeah. And then they give you that they give you that pause, that silence. Okay, so so you know, I would say the artist that that would excite me is the one that's not sitting around waiting for somebody to do something for them that they're not willing to do for themselves. And that's about as simple as I could put it. I'll be I, I I'll I'll go I'll go with you. I'll ride with you, but it's with you. You know what I mean? It's not for you. It's with you. Right. So. All right, everybody, we are talking to Lamont Patterson, who, aside from being the CEO of World Movement Record, 
World Movement Records, which is the label I am happily associated and signed with. He is also the CEO of World Movement Enterprises, which uh, covers a variety of, like he was talking about, publishing, uh, podcasts, record label, TV, movies. And if you would like to ask him or would like to call and just say hello on our premier show here, uh, you can call in at area code 347-308-8747. Once again, that's 347-308-8747. And if you want to ask him on a question or talk to me, uh, feel free to do that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time. I, uh, I'm kind of excited about the fact that you're doing so much movie work and, and TV work. How did that, how did that actually get started for you? Well, I was sitting around thinking one day while I was playing my fiddle and I said, (laughs) and I said, Lamont, Everybody that do music eventually want to be in TV and big do movies and stuff. And then <laughs> okay. I then I start thinking. I say, well, everybody that's doing film and TV work want to do music. So there's a natural synergy there. So right. I said, let me see how I could get involved with that. So many years ago, in my office in Hollywood, uh, I was involved with this guy named Al Franklin. And and actually, this guy named Benny uh, uh, Joy Joy Medina, which is a, a well-known Latin Latino comedian. Everybody knows Joy Medina. We did this movie called El Matador, and we used my office uh, for one of the scenes in there. And I say this is this is kind of really cool. I say so if if I could do this and do my music simultaneously, it doesn't really matter which door I kick in first because I'll eventually come to a place where I'll be in a room where all doors lead to the same place. So from there I started getting involved in, uh, you know, more TV productions and getting in front of the camera because I felt like, you know, if I find myself in different TV productions and work on different films, I get to meet um Different actors, I get to learn what the cameraman does, how the audio, uh, the sound people work, the lighting system work. It was almost like taking a TV film production course, but instead of me going to school for it, I did on-the-job training. So um, here it is years and years and years down the road. I've came out with a wealth uh, of contacts in the business. And not to mention that I've been on pretty much every TV show um, out there, so to speak. Wow. So, um, yeah, you're. I I see you on like uh, FX and Hulu, and now I know you're on Netflix. Are they? Yeah. Are are you? Do you have anyone that's a favorite of yours, or do you just kind of treat it? The same way every time, or well, I, I treat it like it's all on the job training. And like I said, I, I, I just you know did a, a couple of days with Cedric the Entertainer on his show, The Neighborhood, which was uh, which was cool, which is uh, being aired now. And 
some other friends told me that they saw me uh, on uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer that's on Netflix. But every every production that I've worked on or everything that I've been an actor on, it's all been a learning experience for me because end goal for World Movement Enterprise is to produce their own content where, um, you know, I, I haven't mentioned Con for another movie that we're involved in, uh, uh, the Britain Harris story, another film that we're involved in that we're doing a soundtrack on. So, you know, the, the the whole thing for this is to do our own content. Uh, the, the whole TV film thing, the whole production, um, the, the soundtrack where I can utilize, you know, uh, all my friends, all the artists, all the musicians that I've put in the last 30 years in the business. But that will complete this circle for me. Awesome. All right. We are talking to, as I said, we are talking to Lamont Patterson, and he'll be with us for about the next five minutes or so. Uh, if you'd like to call, you can ask him a question or just say hi at 347-308-8747. And I, I believe we still have Stan. Are you still with us, Stan? I'm here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you just laid, laid oh, back yeah. listening. <laughs> That's awesome. He been, hey, look, he been, he been doing that ever since we was in junior high school. <laughs> <laughs> he been doing that. He let, he let me get in all the mess, and then he come up behind me shaking his head. <laughs> I love it. So you guys, you guys right. met it. You guys met in high, uh, junior high. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think. I think we were 15, 14, 15, 16, something like that. Wow, that's mm-hmm. a long, that is a long friendship. Wow. Yeah, it's been 55 years or so. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. We started out back, when, hey, look, back, when, we, back when we was doing uh, uh, showcases in junior high school, doing, <laughs> doing Temptation songs. What? That's awesome. I love I absolutely love that. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, I am thrilled to have bo- actually thrilled to have both of you on as my very very first guest and um obviously I'm going to be leaning on your expertise and mentorship and um I'm just looking forward. I, I just am going to continue to repeat it. I feel really blessed to be involved with everything that World Movement is doing, being part of the label, uh, and just having such a an important and valuable friendship and relationship with you, Lamont, is uh, really, really Im- amazing to me. And uh, Stan, you... I remember Stan. Stan. Stan was a. Stan did all the work and didn't want very much recognition. <laughs> I, I, I remember. I remember vividly yeah. him being the one that was putting out fires and making sure stuff was. Ed, but uh, he was very, very content being on the sidelines, making sure that everything was supported. And you know, everybody needs that. You know, there there are people that are very pivotal uh, on the front stage and and being a face of a company or a face of 
of what's happening. But, you know, you can't survive without uh, pillars and people to support you because it's just not yeah, going to happen. Everybody's position is important, and that's what people and forget. It, you know, um, they get they get – they get hung up on their egos and stuff, and 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 I I do understand sometimes the ego is like petrol in your gas tank, you know. It's like you know <laughs> gas in your gas tank. You need a certain amount of ego because everybody's not going to like you, but everybody's right. not going to dislike you. So you you definitely need uh, those people that you're associated right. with, like those supporting people, like you said. But everybody's position is important, and it's usually it is. the people that's standing behind you, holding you up. They're the most important people. Exactly. Because without, th- I, cause without them, you couldn't do none of the things that you do. And I'll tell you one thing that I that I have always valued is watching someone that is either on their way up or they're, they have at least achieved part of their goal and to watch them helping somebody else is amazing to me because there's so many people that in the industry that I know that have so much talent, but they're not about supporting anybody else or be, you know, because they feel like if they, encourage or support someone else that it's it looks negative upon what they do and it's actually the opposite because the more the more self-confidence and comfortableness you have with what you do the more you're willing to reach out and help somebody else and i I kind of those those were the same people michael when they were little kids that wouldn't let you play with their toy (laughs) yeah right (laughs) same people they just older now same people. They just older. Just older. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys so much for being on. Stan, thank you for your your incredible commentary. <laughs> <laughs> no, your support. I'll go That it meant a lot. I am thrilled, and I'm thrilled to be, uh, like I said, I'm thrilled to be part of this whole, whole enterprise, and uh, and I feel really good about knowing the fact that you're that you're still involved because I do remember you very vividly, and you mm-hmm. were a you were a very very pivotal part of all those showcases that we did week after week, and your input and your your ability to just uh, help and support and keep things on track was really impressive so i i'm thrilled that you're part of that yes all right and and lamont you know what i think of you i I didn't do it i don't care what nobody (laughs) (laughs) said all right right, you guys you've been fantastic you're great Great. We'll work I've on always, it. I've, I've all hey, look. I've always thought you was great, man, and I believe that you then, and I believe in you now. So, well, thank you. That you do. that really does mean a lot. It really does. I'm just I'm just working to be the better me. That's all we could do. That's all we could do. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm just working on being the better me. So, all right, you guys. All right. Thank you so much. And. By the way, if you're interested in anything that we've been talking about today, uh, please go to World Movement. Is it WorldMovementEnterprises.com or WorldMovement.com? Just WorldMovement.com, and 
the show is available everywhere, wherever they listen to it. You know, right. iTunes, YouTube. Uh, right. Let me see, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon, Apple. Uh, wow. Let me see. There's so just pretty much, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, all they got to do is Google the show, and it'll come Google up. The show. Well, I, I'm talking about them just getting excited about what's going on and and being able to follow. Uh, not only the label and the TV stuff, but like the artists and stuff. Everybody check out worldmovement.com. A lot of great stuff is happening, and I really honestly believe it's going to be a company that's just going to explode within the next five years with so much great stuff. And I'm ready for my cook-off with Chef Ramsey. You're going to have it, too. <laughs> hey, be careful what you ask for. Hey, I, hey, you got another guest, Brenda. I mean, I guess she's quiet, though. But I see Brenda. Well, yeah, Brenda's my second guest, uh, right. and she's being a doll. And uh, But uh, well, I we, did want to – huh? Uh, we're going we're gonna to be quiet, man. We're going to listen to you and Brenda for a minute. Uh-oh, okay. Well, okay. Uh, thank you guys so much for – being here, everybody, my guest, the one and only Lamont Patterson, who you can see right now on Netflix's Dahmer series, and the one and only Stan Doris, who doesn't talk a lot, but his presence is always felt. <laughs> All right, guys, All thanks right. so much. All right. All right, uh, I just want to thank you guys for showing up. Uh, this is Michael Cagle. You're watching, or I'm not watching. You're listening to Taking Center Stage with yours truly. Uh, my first guest, of course, that uh, I just appreciated was Lamont Patterson and sliding in with Stan Doris, and I'm so excited. And now we are going to be bringing, uh, she just disappeared, my second guest. Oh, this is one of those fun things that happens when you're doing live. Your person leaves. Your guest leaves. Uh, I will wait for her to come back uh, because I'm very excited. My second guest my second guest is an incredible singer from Las Vegas. Uh, she is uh, not only a regular singing the national anthem for a bunch of incredible sporting events, uh, she also does quite a few nightclubs and even spends some of her time uh, singing to uh, the people in uh, retirement centers as well. And she's incredible. Uh, she's wonderful. I've asked her to uh, start by uh, giving us a song. And I want her to sing for us. I uh, want to make sure she's there. Are you there, Miss Brenda? Um, I think so. Can you hear me? I hear you amazingly. Oh, good. I I tried connecting through the website and it didn't work. I don't think I couldn't hear anything. So. Oh, you couldn't hear anything. Okay. Well, I can hear you now. So okay. I know this is our this is our first show. So technically, we're going to work out little kinks and everything, but uh, I think everybody gets the idea of what the show is going to be like. It's just going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. And I want my guests to have uh, the freedom to be themselves and just do what they do. And uh, as I said, I think you're one of the most incredible singers uh, I know. And 
I know that you're doing so much. We'll, we'll get into that, we'll, uh, what you're doing in Vegas and some of the stuff that's going on. But, ladies and gentlemen, for your entertainment, singing. Now, ready? This is how, this is how gutsy this show is right here. She's going to sing live. <laughs> well, of course. You wouldn't want She's me gonna... to sing dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, as if we never said goodbye, this is Las Vegas Chanteuse, Brenda Hebert. And this, oh no, now this, this was working a few moments ago. Oh, yes, it's live. Hey. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, no, it's 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 fine. It's just. Of course, things decide to go wrong when, you know, when things are supposed to go right. Of course, right? Hey, I only have professionals on my first show so that we can roll (laughs) with the punches as stuff happens. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I have been in shows where that has happened where... Something that was queued up wasn't queued up correctly, or just let me know how is it is it starting to go? Let's see. <laughs> oh, give me a point. Okay, that's just me though. Hold on one second, because sure, it, it just. Well, I'm going to give everybody um, a number. Okay, so you are listening, <laughs> sort of, to Taking Center Stage, and uh, with as with every first-time show with live singing and singing and bringing different guests on, every now and then we have technical issues, and we're having one now, but if you would like to call in, let me give you the number before uh, the interview and singing starts, you can give us a call at 347-308-8747. That's 347-308-8747, and I will uh, love to hear from you, and we'll go from there. I don't know why I'm frightened, I know my way around here, because the trees the day to see found you. Yes, I want to discover, but I'm not in any in overcrowded hallways, the atmosphere is Yeah. 
are pretty powerful so uh, i i the the sound was it was good i just wish i was um i think the music got a little thumpy but that's okay we're all like i said i i bring in pros to help me on my first show because uh yeah and yeah but it was great i love that song and I, I didn't know that you sang Barbara Streisand. You didn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's such a shock to me. Uh, just a little bit. Just yeah, just a little bit. There's there's a little bit of uh, there's a little Streisand in the repertoire there. Um, anyway. Uh, I want to thank you guys. Thank you for being my first guest. That's so exciting. And 
Um, obviously, I've known. Well, you should be. Um, well, because I just, I, you know, from the moment I met you, I just, I just fell in love with your personality and just how uh, you just embrace all these songs that you sing. And and I, I have to admit, you have shocked me in how much repertoire you really know and how diverse you are like that's uh, yeah because uh, just I when i think when i when i broke out with acdc <laughs> yeah i was gonna say when you say you shook me all night long i'm just like what <laughs> <laughs> so what is it I'm sorry. What? Go ahead. I, no, I was of course, say... I can't always take myself too seriously, so i got to come up with some funny songs like Casey Jones, like Never Wear Panties to a Party, and, you know, Every Man I Love is Either Married, Gay, or Dead. And... That's my, <laughs> yeah, I, I know that one. Song first. <laughs> well, what is, it like, what is it like to be a singer- in, first of all, how does it feel to be a singer in Las Vegas? Oh, well, when I moved here in 2009, I moved here from the Seattle area, although I was living in Aberdeen. Don't hold that against me, though. Um, and <laughs> I, I moved here with a, a one-way ticket, plane ticket, a backpack, and a suitcase, and that was it. So... Um, you know, I because I wanted to be able to, you know, work on my music and do what I wanted, you know, what I love to do. So, and uh, so, I mean, right now I do a lot of shows with uh, at assisted living homes and things like that. So, may not be a a stadium full of people, but it's a stadium full of love, as I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you have you felt like it's probably much different now the Vegas now especially post pandemic as when you then when you first moved here Yeah it was um I had I started doing my shows at like assisted living home um in like 2014 and I Finally built up like about twenty shows a month. Um, wow! You know, you know, twenty shows a month at assisted living homes, from Boulder City to Centennial Hills, which is like okay. from one end of Clark County to the other end of Clark County. Um, right. And doing twenty shows a month when the pandemic hit. So um, yeah, and I mean. I think it was either the first week or the second week. Then I started doing uh, Facebook live shows, and um, although lately I've been, I mean, with everybody going back to work, it, it was I wasn't pulling in as many viewers as I had been right. during the during the quarantine. So, right. I, you know, yeah, you were you were averaging because uh, I have to be honest, uh, I I. As as many people know, I I I do 
do some vocal coaching on the side with people that I really believe in. And Brenda is one of my amazing uh, talent that I get to work with. But uh, even during the pandemic, when we were just basically friends and I knew you, uh, yeah, it was not unusual for you to have a huge amount of people that were turning into your, uh, tuning into your, uh, to your live shows on Facebook. And they were so good. I mean, there were costume changes and, you know, you're just, you know, you're not one of those that just stands there and sings, you know, you're, you believe in bringing a song to life and, and I cannot wait when we go video uh, on these shows uh, to be able to <laughs> let everybody see you uh, because it's, it's awesome. I just, you know, very few people, Unfortunately, these days really get get it that singing and performing is five senses, you know, and so right. you want to you want to be visually stunning. You want people to feel what you're singing, and and you know you don't have to do leap you know calisthenics or cartwheels across the stage, but you also don't want to look like at any moment you're going to be embalmed. <laughs> so yeah. You know, you don't want to look like um, some of these bass guitar players in some of these bands. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, right. They just um, stand there. <laughs> just yeah, because you know, I mean, to me, I've I've always because I come from a, a really strong theater background. Uh, songs to me are always monologues. I think about. Okay, what what is the what is the purpose of this song? It's not just to right. hit notes. It's uh, what is the purpose? Is it to be fun? Is it to move you? Is it to tell a story? Is it to share how you're feeling? And you would need to be able to convey that uh, to an audience. And by I, you do that in leaps and bounds. It's like like I said, you're one of those people I cannot wait to have back on when we do video when we're doing mm-hmm. uh, video because to to see you live is just amazing. Talk to me about uh, how did Brenda, how did you get into singing and why did you get into singing? Well, actually, I can't remember a time that I didn't sing. Um, I mean, you know, even if it was just with the radio or, you know, with my records or, yes, back records. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sing, you know, the Donny Osmond, and and then with tapes, it was Barbara, it was Helen Reddy, it was uh, Manhattan Transfer, um, it was, I don't um Harry Connick Jr., um, let's see, so, you know, oh, and Peter Gabriel, so I've, I've got kind of, oh, yeah, an eclectic um, you do music yeah, you collection. Do. Um, I've got like a big media shelf that's overflowing <laughs> in my living room. <laughs> so music. So basically, music has been. There's never been a time that you haven't felt music or been inspired by it, or that I've never been inspired by. No, no. I, what, what I mean, what? Yeah. What I mean is, there hasn't been a time that it hasn't inspired you, like right? It does. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
of course, my mom, my mom says that um, when I was little and she'd take me to go get my uh, shots, you know, um, she would sing to me to try to distract me from, you know, getting a shot. And she said I'd give her the funniest look. Well, one night my brother and I invited her to karaoke and we figured out, and I figured out why I gave her the funny look. Um, I love my mom, but I did not get my singing talent from her. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's, you know, even as, um, as a little, little girl, I've always had like an ear. I could, um, distinguish voices, you know, um, even when somebody was in costume or something like that, my brother's um, godfather came one year for um, Christmas dressed up as Santa Claus, and he said, ho, 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 I'm Santa Claus. And here I am at four years old, and I'm like, that's not Santa Claus. Oh, wow. <laughs> my mom was horrified. Of course, my brother was only nine months old, so he didn't realize what was going on. So who oh God, you're so cute. So who is who have been some of your to get to be the Brenda that you are now, who are some of your inspirations? Um let's see, well Barbara, um mainly because she's been the longest um that I've listened to. Um Helen Reddy, um I, I, I guess as a vocalist, I prefer number one um, other vocalists. That number one, I can understand what the heck they're singing. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Celine Dion, um, and I guess in the last fifteen years, I've gotten into um, uh, Liza Minnelli and. Um, mainly because I guess her range and my range really are about the same. They are know, really similar. Our vocal range oh, yeah. Are, yep. Very, um, very similar. Are you going to um, do another song for me? Oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if I must. What, what song are you planning on? Um, how about Angie Baby by Helen Red? Let's do it. Live your life in
But right. I, I did. I am the, nas- the official national anthem singer for the Las Vegas Silver Stars women's tackle football team. So wow, they have three. They have three games a season. But hey, <laughs> and, okay. uh, and they only play American teams, so I get to sing the. I mean, oh, um, the Star Spangled Banner. But I got to sing um, this season for the. Um, Las Vegas Aviators Triple A team, baseball team. I sang for them quite a few times when they were the 51s, and then um, I got to sing again this this last season. So um, hopefully um, I'll get to sing again next season. Trying to get in, get my foot in the door to sing for the um, the Las Vegas Aces, and it's been kind of a trial, but. All right, so let me ask you what what is what does the next three to five years look like for Brenda? Where would you like where would you like Brenda to be at? Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I would like to have you know show in a lounge, at least a lounge here in Las Vegas. I mean. I mean, I, I could see myself, you know, headlining on the strip, but people got to know who I am <laughs> before, right. they'll, before right. they'll pay for a ticket to come see me, especially at those prices. <laughs> do you find, are you, are you able to do, you know, a lot of the open mic cabaret kind of things that are, that are still out there in Vegas or? How do you when feel when I about can, those? yeah. When okay. I can, it's just mainly. Um, well, I'm also working at night, so uh, okay. Uh, so that kind of, you know, but I work at night so I can do my shows during the day, and then, okay. um, yeah. So <laughs> non-music work at night. <laughs> yeah, hey, I there you. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> and, you know, there. There's a reason why they say, you know, go to New York as an actor, be prepared to wait tables. You know, it's right. just, it comes, it's just because it's a tough industry, you know, and sometimes it's, you can have all the talent in the world and you just got to be in the right place at the right time. And right. I, I, and I've not, you know, when my experience in Vegas was exactly the same thing, I, I came with a pretty decent resume to Las Vegas and but nobody was interested you know they're like okay well that was cool but what are you doing here and you know i you know what saved my what saved me years of of fighting in vegas was i won a contest that the grand prize was a week-long contract in a showroom uh and at the end of the week they told me they wanted to sign me and keep me on and oh, had was, I not had I not won that contest, I would be, you know, I'd be like so many other incredibly talented people, really ha- working to be recognized and heard and and everything. So it's it's a tough it's a tough situation. Did you see yourself? Would you like to see yourself doing a uh, running a band, or do you want to do a one woman show, or what? What would the ideal 
Brenda show look like? Oh, <laughs> I guess that's my problem is trying to narrow it down because, you know, I can, I, I, I like the idea of the band, but, you know, um, and I guess it would lend um, more creativity than just singing to the track. To tracks, you know, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I will tell you the more the more you get into you know lounge work and and showroom work uh because I used to do have you know tracks never bothered me but then the amount of money they wanted to pay the artist and everything uh they but they weren't going to pay it if if there wasn't a drummer and a piano player and a guitar player so uh having a band is really really pivotal uh, but right. your issue is going to be you're so diverse, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to have to find music. You have to find music unless you narrow it down, you know, to a specialty. Yeah. Because I know, I know that one of the things I love about you is that you sing bilingual as well, and which right. isn't often done, uh, or if it is done, it's kind of done terribly. But you really <laughs> do it. I know that's terrible. I I know, but I you no, know, I'm I, one of these people. I'm one of these people that when I go to a show, I want to, I want to see and feel the music, not just vocally, but presentation wise. I think that's such an important right. responsibility for a performer to do is to perform, uh, and you right. actually do that. So yeah. And um, you know, I like. I don't know, especially in French languages. There aren't a lot of um, French-English singers, um, at least in the United States. Um, And, um, but I can sing some Spanish and a little bit of Italian, too. You know, the Italian I need to work a little more on, but... um, Well, I, I hate to do this to you. I know that... Do you have, I thought you have one more song, correct? Oh, I guess so. Is it, how long is it? <laughs> um, um, three and a half minutes. Let's do it now. That'll leave me a okay. minute. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, singing one more. And honey, go ahead and turn your speakers down just a little bit. And we'll see okay. if we can get some better audio. But other than that, let's do it. Is that too low or? No, that's good. What good is sitting alone in your room? Come hear the music play. Life is a cabaret old chum. Come to the cabaret. Down the knitting. The book and the broom. It's time for a holiday. Life is a cabaret, old chum. So come to the cabaret. Come taste the wine. Come hear the band. Come blow the horn, start celebrating. Right display your table waiting. Permitting. Some prophet of doom to wipe every smile away. Life is a cabaret. 
pray, oh, so come to the cabaret. I used to have this girlfriend known as Elsie, with whom I shared with sordid rooms in Chelsea. She wasn't what you'd call a blushing flower. As a matter of fact, she rented by the hour. The day she died, the neighbors came to snicker. Well, that's what comes from too much pills and liquor. But when I saw her laid out like a queen, she was the happiest corpse. I'd ever seen. I think of Elsie to this very day. I remember how she turned to me and said, What good is sitting all alone in your room? Come hear the music play. Life is a cabaret, old John. So come to the cabaret. And as for me, ha, and as for me, I made my mind up back in Chelsea when I go. Start time, admitting from cradle to tomb. It isn't that long a day. My dear, the cabaret ocean. It's only a cabaret ocean, and my love. Yes, and that is the one and only Brenda Haber from Las Vegas, and I'm winding down. I have about 30 seconds. I want to thank my guests today. Thank you, Brenda, so much for showing up and performing for us, and I really appreciate it. You bet. And again, Lamont and Stan. Lamont and Stan, thank you so much. You've been listening to Taking Center Stage with Michael Cagle, and it's been an honor to be here. We will be back next week at 2 o'clock. I hope you enjoy this. Take care of yourselves, everybody. Bye-bye. Ah. Uh,